Hey everybody, I just made this great big welcome, and the producer, who has no voice, um, and it's so funny, if, if uh, she's challenged too much, you will hear her come on, and she's going to sound like this because she has no voice. But nevertheless, she did not have me on the switchboard. You see how she tried to set me up for failure? Welcome everybody, this is Jazzy Jones, Smith of The Bare Truth, Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers, 2020. It's been such a long time since we have actually been on with this particular show because we've been doing a lot of special editions with our tea time, our new off-the-market segment, and several other special edition correspondences that we've had for shows. But today is a special day because it's Tuesday, which is usually my day to bring you the bare truth. We talk about things that a lot of people don't have the nerve to talk about. But anyway, let me get a few things out of the way. We have been on air for seven years. Yay! Crowd goes crazy. Audience goes crazy. (laughs) Yeah! No, I'm just kidding. Boom. Anyway, we have had the opportunity of being on air for seven years, and that is all because of you, our listening audience all over the world. You are the reason why we can still say that we have an online radio network bringing you conversations, bringing you entertainment, bringing you sports, bringing you music, bringing you political conversations and social changes conversations. It's all because of you that we're still here. Having said that, if you would like to be part of our radio network as an advertisement or talking about your business or your brand, please contact us at 706. Listen to the producer. Can you stop messing up the switchboard? Let me do that again. If you (laughs) would like to be a part of this comedy show, (laughs) please call us at 706-363-3895. We will be 
Uh, so happy to have you a part of our network and the conversations that we have here. I want to be able to bring you wonderful coverage of your business, your idea, your brand. Shoot your commercial. We'll come on and do a live right on the spot to tell people all about who you are and what you want us to say for you. We will be your voice when you are so quiet. So funny, we have so many people who actually use our services that are saying, no, we don't want to say anything. You guys say it all for us. And so we're here to do that very gladly. So once again, if you want to be a part of that, um, a part of our coverage, please contact 706-363-3895. We're going to be right back because we have a very special guest that will be coming on right after we salute the people who have used our services. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Insurance Associates Atlanta, formerly Mathis Insurance Services, is an independent agency offering personal, commercial life, and health insurance products to meet the needs of your business and your family. We specialize in helping you protect all of your assets, whether you're purchasing insurance for the first time or searching for better products at a better price. Feel free to contact us at 770-483-0310. We're conveniently located at 1030 Remington Drive in Conyers, Georgia. Visit us online at insurance-iaa.com. Recent auto accident, back pain, neck pain, stress, headaches, you and chiropractic can help. Here at Ewing Chiropractic, our office utilizes an approach of pain relief measures for the treatment of auto accidents, slip and falls, sports, and on-the-job injuries, as well as acute and chronic pain. We can be reached at 678-586-3592 and located at 5459 North Henry Boulevard, KC in Stockbridge, Georgia. Healing the injured one spine at a time, we can be reached at ewingchiropractic.com. All right, we are back. Thank you so much for those that help keep this network alive, um, doing business with us. Once again, we are seven years old, and I don't know if you guys saw the release uh, that we had this last week for Black Enterprise, y'all. Black Enterprise actually featured us as well as Black News um, featured us um, and our accomplishments. So we don't take that lightly. We're not walking around with the big head, big heads, but we do want to salute them for saluting us. It takes a lot to even keep a small of a uh, um, network as we have together, and so we want to always say thank you for to, to those that are really just kind of putting us out there, and so we uh, take pride in that. But nevertheless, you can see that on loudmouthradio.com. You can see that, and um, on our social media, we're on Facebook, well, Instagram, and we're on the tweet tweet. Okay, that would be Twitter. So, without further ado, I am so excited to have our uh, guest. I was about to say host. Have our guest back in the studio. Uh, Tracy Wilson of the TNT Wilson Foundation is joining us again after I believe she was our first in our first year. First or second year, she was actually on um, a radio network, which, you know what, it's so nice when we are able to bring guests 
back who have been with us and supported us and bringing us information and news that you, the audience, want to hear, that you ask for, and actually that you learn from. So I am so proud um, to have Tracy Wilson back with us, and we're going to bring her on air because we're ready for her. Tracy, are you with us? Let's see. Can y'all hear the producer whispering in the back? <laughs> okay, so she's telling, she's telling me to introduce Tracy first. See, this is why you have to have the producer doing stuff, but when she loses her voice, I'm just the host. That's not what I do. Okay, Tracy, hang on one second. I know you're standing here with your hands up in the air like, I'm here. Uh, but let me, let me tell the people who you are. So we have, as I stated, Tracy Wilson, which is the founder and the CEO of T&T Wilson Foundation, which um, we recently have had a name change because it used to be the Terrell Wilson Foundation, but now it's called the T&T Wilson Foundation. The organization originally began as the Terrell Wilson Foundation in memory of Tracy's youngest son, Terrell Wilson, who died at the age of 14 from a dissection. Did I say that right? I think I said that right. Tracy would later change the name of the organization due to the tragic loss of her oldest son, Taekwon, in April of 2019. Taekwon battled severe depression and was diagnosed with bipolar schizophrenia. According to the latest bipolar statistics quoted by the Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance, bipolar disorder affects approximately 5.7 million adult Americans and about 2.6% of the U.S. population age 18 and older every year. Taekwon was only 27. Now Tracy is determined to create a legacy as the voice that her sons no longer have. Her mission will now be to address matters of the heart and mind as a centerpiece of the organization. And with that, we will now welcome my sister, my friend, Tracy Wilson. Thank you so much. Good evening. Good evening, sis. It's been such a long time. No, I know, I know. But you're doing great, and I'm so happy about your accomplishments. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. Z, I'm over here doing host and producer um, and producers in the back with all of her non-speaking voice. I'm so excited. I can I get to say things and do things that she. Is over here giving me the crooked eye about. <laughs> oh, that's what happens when your voice is silent. <laughs> can't, can't that. Oh my God! And you know, you know, she's having a fit because the name of our network is Loudmouth because she's a loud mouth and she loves to talk. She loves to uh, have conversations. So this is really rough for her, but. Definitely when she has a format and a way that she's doing things, she hates that she's not speaking, but she is sending loving kisses and hugs and all of that kind of stuff with, with sign language. Aww. Loves and kisses. So, Tracy, we wanted to definitely bring you back on, and we were so happy when uh, you told us about things that you have coming up and just your ability to want to give us an exclusive of what has taken place in your life with your son. Um, recently, you definitely know the story of Terrell, though those of you that have not heard it, we definitely want her to be able to um, reiterate the things that we talked about years ago. 
but but truly we want to talk about what has happened to um, your life and how has it impacted you and what you want to do with tragedy. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, we do have a lot of things that are painful and we have a lot of ashes in life. And so out of the ashes, we definitely have found that parable to be true, that we can find beauty. And so we want you to tell your pain, but we want to also hear what beauty is coming out of that. So please share with our audience wide and near this story. Okay. Well, let me breathe. I always say that before I talk about either one of my children. I just say breathe, you know. Yes. So, yes. In 2018, Taekwondo um, came to live with me because I had major surgery. I'm going to give you the whole the, the story as, as much as I can. Um, he came to mm-hmm. live with me um, because he had a major surgery. And, you know, we have gotten so close since Terrell's passing in 2007. He was my oldest child, so he was with me the longest. And then enters 2019, it starts off okay, you know, and I noticed some changes in his behavior, but as a mom, you know, you just, he's grown, so you just kind of step back and allow him to be the grown man that he's becoming. Um, As everybody knows, well, most people know, you know, and Sonny knows that I'm a huge Prince fan. So in the midst of all of this going on, um, I had planned, I had raised um, $6,000 for this little boy with brain cancer to go Mm -hmm. to Minnesota last year, April. And his name is Kate, and he has um, stage two brain cancer. So that was what my focus is on, just trying to get him and his family to Minnesota back in April. Um, mm-hmm. And in the midst of doing this, my son was tragically hit by a train um, April 16, wow. 2009. Um, wow. Prior to that, about two weeks before he passed away, um, he had a breakdown. He had a, a, a nervous breakdown, and he entered the hospital. And they put him in a mental institution in Athens, Georgia. And they kept him in there for about four days. Um, they released him. They put him in the hospital April 8th. They released him April 12th. And then April 16th, he passed away. He was walking to work. Normally, he walks to work. He got that honesty for me. He likes to walk. He likes to walk. And um, that, they, they released him not making sure that the medica- medication was working that it was like in his mm. system enough where he could adjust to it. So he was on three different types of antidepressants plus high blood pressure medicine. And all wow. this together, it just didn't, you know, it didn't gel it didn't mesh. with him. Yeah, right. it didn't mess with him at all. And now he had passed away 24 hours before I had even knew because I saw him that Monday. And we talked about, we talked for a minute, you know, we laughed and, you know, he said some funny things to me that Monday night. And I went to work that Tuesday, and, you know, I came home, and he still wasn't home. I hadn't seen him. You know, I hadn't heard from him, but that was his normal. When he worked, he, he um, would stay at his friend's house, you know, because he had a birthday right. the next day. Um, and I remember texting him that Tuesday night and asking him if he had the key, and he didn't respond. I was about 8.30 Tuesday night. Didn't respond, and I didn't, I didn't worry. But that night that I had a dream, that I was in Minnesota, and my sister told me to come home because Taekwon was hurt. And as I touched ground in Atlanta, Taekwon had passed away. That was a dream. So it was like God showing me what was already what had already happened, but I just it wasn't aware yet. So I get up and I go to work. I do my normal, and my motherly instinct kicks in because I text him again and he doesn't respond. He does, he, and that's not like him not to respond to none of my text messages. 
Exactly. So I go to work, and I say, I got to go. I got to go find my son. This is not like my son, not to contact me. Um, and knowing that he was still on the medication and knowing the little things that had just happened the week before. So I come home, mm-hmm. and I look at him everywhere. I can't find him. And I finally call the cops. And then they, they put me on hold because by now it's already been 24 hours. He didn't have any information with my name on it as to the next attempt. So I'm in a panic, and the sheriff from where I live at in Statham comes to my house. And, well, when he's talking to them on the phone as they're talking to me, and he says, I know her. She's the manager at the Dollar General of the street. So they go to the store looking for me, but I'm not there because I got transferred, and then he comes to my house. And that's when he tells wow. me that I was hit by. So Crazy. I go, yeah, yeah. Wow. I go numb, okay, and I'm like, here we go again. So what happens in that instinct is I had just got to be a place of acceptance with Terrell. So it's 12 years exactly. now. So mm-hmm. has, So I'm able to, I've gotten through the five stages of grief, and I've gotten to acceptance with Terrell not being here. I created this new life for me and Taekwon, even though Taekwon was grown, we still had to create something without Terrell. And I did that. So here I am, here I am alone, and now i got to do it again by myself. Right. So it's a very different feeling, you know, um, for him to be diagnosed with bipolar schizophrenia. I didn't want to believe it because, you know, it's taboo in our community. We don't talk about stuff like that. That's not true. That's oh, not my God, yes. No. Mm-mm. And we're going to pray about it. We're going to pray about it. That's it. We're mm-hmm. going to pray about it and keep it going. Mm-hmm. And I was oblivious to it. And then I went through the guilty stages of, like, okay, did I miss something? Was it something that he wasn't, you know, was, it, was, did I, was I a bad mom? You know, so I went through all of that, you know, because in overall I gave my, I came down here to give my kids a better life. And then mm-hmm. I felt like, that I gave them life, but I also gave them death. That was my guilt. I don't know what that was about, but that I know that wasn't what happened. It was that God needed them more, and my pain has to become my purpose now. So the voice wow. that they don't have, I have to need it. Yes. Tracy, let me just say, let me do that. Yeah. Let, me, let me breathe yeah. with you because... You know, I, I posted something um, to to announce the show yesterday, and I said, you know, for a mother to bury one child, it's just like something you can't think about. You're like, wow, that's just too much. But for a mother to have to bury two is just, you can't wrap your mind around it. And so that's for us that have never had a loss or two. But to have you have to live through it is just like, wow. And for you to be able to speak about it is so amazing. I just I really want to say that publicly because I say it to you privately, but I want to say it to you publicly that it is incredible for you to be able to dig deep, go within, and have the strength to come on this show or or just period and talk about it. And so what's so wonderful about it is a few things. One, anytime we can talk through the pain means that we're in the healing process, which this is the name of the show, Lost, Love, and 
and the healing conversation. Because in order for you to um, go past the point of pain, you have to have the pain come out. You know, you have to be able to get it from, from in the gut of the belly all the way out to the degree that we're able to then walk forward. So I commend you tremendously on that feat. And to have the voice now to say, okay, here are the issues that my sons went through. Now let me speak to the world because it may be somebody that you need to help, but it's definitely um, there are laws that need to be in place or better um, in place for us to protect our children from the things that cause them harm. One of the things that I heard you say, and many of you know that for years I went around with a group of women talking about specifically bipolar disorder. One of the young ladies who um, we, that were on the panel with us, she was diagnosed bipolar schizophrenia. So she had the duality of the mental illness um, diagnosis, and she was almost killed for the very thing that you just said, by them mixing too many medications caused an adverse um, effect on her, and she ended up being extremely aggressive, more so than she was even without the medication. And so not having the medical, medical field and then not having law enforcement understand mental illness, she was treated so horribly and um, arrested and treated, you know, just in a way which nobody who's already ill and trying to understand what's going on in their mind should ever have to feel and, and go through. So have you been able to find out the actual information? I'm sorry, you, you, you may hear producer in the back blowing her nose with all of these allergies. So I apologize. <laughs> Okay, I get it. We family, so I understand. <laughs> the allergies are crazy. Well, it's so, it's for, so me, for me, um, when he, when Taekwon went to the hospital, um, they took him to the hospital because he had a, a breakdown of, of some sort. I wasn't home. I wasn't here. He was at work. And he told them, he said, in my head, told me to hurt myself. But my mother was home, and I didn't want her to find me. So when they're explaining this to me, I'm like, what voices? What are you talking about? First of all, there is no voices. You know what I mean? Like, no, we're not going to do that. Again, that's ignorance. My child is not bipolar. My child doesn't have this, okay? So that was was the first thing. The second thing was um, when they they, – he tried to leave the hospital, and, of course, they put them on the 1013. And the 1013 is basically when the state comes in and they, do, yes. they, they have full custody of him and they can do whatever they want to do with him. And they yes. brought him to the mental hospital up here, and they let him out, and he, was, he gave me his paperwork. And I'm reading this stuff, but a lot of it, mm-hmm. I don't understand. I'm not a doctor, so I don't understand what's happening. Um, mm-hmm. So some of it I recognize, some of the behaviors that he had expressed and some of the depression that he was dealing with. And, and, and the day before Terrell passed away, him and Taekwon had a big argument. This is going back to 2007. And mm-hmm. Taekwon said, I hope you die. I wish I was the only child and I hope you die. And then the next day, Terrell passed away. So Taekwon carried oh that conversation with him. 
for 12 years. I can imagine. But he never I can imagine. That, 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 that last conversation he had with his little brother. So, and then, you know, it's just a lot of different things happening. You know, he's at that age. My son was very good looking, all these girls. You know, it was a lot of stuff, a lot of things that was happening around him that was making him just, like, tired. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the, here's the real and raw truth how I feel as a mom. Um, they didn't rule his death as, an, as, a, as suicide. They ruled it as an accident. Mm-hmm. There's a part of me that feels like he said, you know what, I'm done. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm right. over it. I'm tired of feeling like this. I'm going to put my, my headset on, and I'm just going to. But then there's a part of me, the, the child that I raised, the man that I was raising, feel like it was more of the medicine that altered his thinking, you know, exactly. it's like the because when he came home, I said, Mom, what are you looking at? And he said, Mom, it's the medicine. I can't do nothing. I, I can't move. I can't, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. like, well, maybe we need to get it adjusted. And in my head, I was like, why didn't they keep him like a week or two just to make sure that he was okay? okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now what I'm trying to do here in Georgia is get Taekwondo's law passed when our children are diagnosed with bipolar schizophrenia or bipolar or depression or any type of mental illness that they get to stay in the hospital until their medicine, you know, just levels them out enough where they they can function. So that's what I'm working on. Right. You Um, know what? It's so important, um, again, commending you, commending you, commending you. And and I can speak, (laughs) I can speak on so many different levels. We often have the conversation on an inbox or a text because everything doesn't always have to be public. But, you know, I, I don't have, and I have many things that I don't share, but I do when it comes down to certain things that I feel like here is my life, let it be an example so that somebody else can glean from, draw strength from, and use in some manner. So I always try to, you know, talk about those things. And, you know, you and I have shared, nobody will really understand the magnitude of, burying their child until they bury a child. They, they, you, you can never, you, you cannot wrap your head around the immense pain that is involved to bury a child. And, you know, you and I have shared that story, but I even take it a step further with you and, and parents like you that have had years and years and years with their children to have to then allow those children and their spirit to go back to the creator. It's so rough. It's so raw. It's so rare. Um, and then to have to deal with the issues and the causes of those children transcending back is the job now, right? And so I've also dealt with mental illness, with bipolar disorder, and knowing what it feels like to not have the stability of mind, knowing what it feels like to have to be in a hospital, knowing what it feels like to be on so much medication that you cannot remember what day it is. You cannot remember what year it is. Um, you want to commit suicide way more a lot of times on these medications than you ever wanted to do prior to being on medication, all in the name of of healing you. Um, and and 2020 actually started in last year, 2019, where doctors were then coming out saying, you know what, we're not in the healing business. We do only want to make money. We are part of the pharmaceutical companies, um, 
you know, thumbprint. And so, therefore, we're just going to give medicines because we make more money, but we're not really into the healing. So it's important what you just said is to find a way that laws have to be passed. This is why the vote is so important, because if we don't vote for the local people to, to hear us for things like this, our children, our families, ourselves, we're in danger of constantly be, being put in a position where we're not our whole self and we're not our best self. Um, so what steps are you taking? Have you met with anybody in government? I know um, you've been given keys to cities and you've been given proclamations um, with the Terrell Wilson <laughs> Foundation. Uh, you know, you're somewhat of a big deal when it comes down to your children. And I, and it's a good thing because it's going to help so many other children. Have you now sent, you have found inner strength, and I know that's through a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation. Um, have you found um, people who are able to rally with you concerning this? Well, the first thing I had to do for me, because self-care is important. First, I had mm-hmm. to grieve. I had to go through that grief period of getting my mental, my own mental head together. Because now when I go to the cemetery, I have to see both of my children side by side. So mentally, it's, ta- it's, uh, it's horrible, but I'm their mom, so I have to make sure that their grades are okay. So mentally, I have to get my head together. So now that some time has passed and the jersey in me, the fighter in me, (laughs) is Mm -hmm. ready Mm -hmm. to go to war for my kids. You know what I mean? Um, So those contacts that I made with the Terrell Wilson Foundation, I'm making those contacts with, those same contacts, but just in a different, different format. Um, I'm working on a few things. It, it, a lot of people say, I got you, whatever you need. But you Come know, on now. Come on. Show me what you can do. And, you know, mm-hmm. we're so big mm-hmm. in the community, and everybody says things like, you know, whatever you need, whatever you need, and then you come to them, and then you can never get a response, or you can never get a text back or email back, or not even a phone call. Exactly. And I'm like, well, then I'll be <laughs> You know, I'll be that one-woman show for my kids. You know, you know. You have to. Yeah, I do. I do exactly. Nobody's gonna ride harder harder for my kids than me, and that's the bottom line. Right. Um, Right. Right. I have. I. 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 I, I, In grief counseling, which is very difficult, um, because not only does she want to talk about Taekwondo, she wants to talk about the too. and I'm like, I can't do both. You know, you gotta pick one. Let's pick, yeah. let's just deal with yeah. the, the recent, and then I just work. I work, and you know, I just keep myself really busy. But there are times when the encourager needs encouraging. You know, I do a lot of people come to me and they say, "How do you do it? How are you standing? You're the strongest woman I know." I mean, I would right. be out of my mind, and I tell you that I'm doing this cold turkey. There's no medication. I'm not on any medication. I'm not on any antidepressants. I think the only thing in my system that I take is if when I have a cold and that's NyQuil, you know, to right. do this because right. I've met people who have to, that lost a child, that has to take medication just to function. That has mm-hmm. never been in, in, with right. both of my children, you know, so, and all I can think, all I can say is that's God. That's, that's, that's God's great. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just yes. God and I get up every day and I'm like, thank you guys. Okay. What are we doing today? You know, that's just, that's just where I'm at. Um, 
and even with Terrell, I never, I never got angry with God. I never questioned mm-hmm. God. I asked God why. I mean, what now? Even now mm-hmm. with Taekwon, still I, I, I mean, say, well, what, what is this? What is this? You know, right. I just ask, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? What, right. what, what is this? No, what really is this? You know, and mm-hmm. um, I'm supposed to turn this pain into my purpose. I, I said that in a message to you. So that that's where I'm at. Like I need to be there for another mother who can't get out of bed. You know, um, I need to be the voice of in 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 addition to the mental mental health, suicide awareness too, because that's that's part of it too. Because you're right. Right. They can't right. come to a vacation. They want they think about those things, you know. So mm-hmm. we want to advocate for all of that stuff. We do. Right. Ooh, Ooh, crazy girl. I tell you. You know how to pull these Girl, let let me tell you. I you know we have often watched your journey, um, you know, with your son, and everybody will say, "Oh, well, you know, Tracy, it's been two years, it's been a year, it's been twelve, it's been ten, it's been twenty, whatever the year amount." Girl, you should have got over it by now, right? Um, and uh, once again, until you bury the child, you don't know the grieving process. But what I can say, two years prior to Taekwon passing, I started to see your strength. I started to see the healing, as you stated, that you had just kind of come to terms with Terrell and, and, you know, I was so proud of you. And then to, boom, have this hit. So it is, you know, everybody that listens to the show is not a believer in the God that we believe, and that's okay, because everybody has a choice, and God gives us a choice. But, honey, I know for me personally and even to you and to watch you, even you coming on now, um, because we're right at almost a year of Taekwondo being gone, even for you to be able to speak this is nothing but God's grace and mercy for you to have the strength to be able to come on and share this because you have always been a voice for somebody else. I mean, the, the one thing that I've always loved about you, even in meeting you, it's always about somebody else. You're always out on the forefront to bring about change to our communities and acceptance of each other as individuals. And so this, of course, is part of the purpose of us bringing those children into our life that we now no longer have, is to say, what can I do with their lives when they're here? How can I impact things in them so that they are good to the community and and bringing grace and glory to the creator? And then what can I do now that they are no longer here to still do that, right? And so for you to be able to have this voice about mental illness, it's huge because especially in our community, we refuse. We refuse it, and that's because of the taboo that has been for so long. We cannot be mentally ill, one, because we're black. Black people don't get mentally ill. That's what we're told. In case any of you are listening, you don't know, especially if you're not coming from a black or Latino community, Black people don't have mental illness. That's a white mental illness. That's something white people have. That's a myth. Mm-hmm. The other thing we say is, well, you know, you just take it to God and you just pray about it and it goes away. Um, that's also a part truth, part myth. And the reason I say that is it's because if we are under the Christian influence and belief, even Jesus called the doctor into the 12 disciples. 
So if Jesus called Luke the physician, obviously he knew we needed to be taken care of in a uh, physical way, that our bodies and our minds had to be cared for. So I always try to point people back to, don't you think if there was nothing that was ever going to be needed to be done by a physician, God would have never called him one of the disciples. But that's just my belief. So we have to take care of the mind, the body, and the soul. Being a black person, being a Christian, we still have to take care of all of the things in us that need to be made whole. That includes prayer with faith, with action. But here is the thing. If you have to take medications, this is where the advocacy comes. What are these medications and how can they be used together or not? How much needs to be taken? You know, so it's a working with doctors that really, truly care. I was very fortunate in my journey and still on my journey to find doctors. Um, and it took seven years to find a really good therapist that worked with me, walked with me through medication. We talked about it. I kept a journal. This is not working. My my wife would say, uh-uh, she's not taking that because in the middle of the day, she's telling Hitler. This is things that I was doing on medication. Out of nowhere, I want to take rat poison. Out of nowhere, I want to commit suicide. Out of nowhere, because the medications were not things that were working with my body. And so it's imperative that you do what you're doing, and that's the, the advocacy for, you know, the proper medications, if that, and or working with holistic medications. You know, we've come a long way in how physicians are taking care of us, and it's our responsibility as parents or the patient to make sure that we're taken care of properly. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and finish this conversation with Ms. Tracy Wilson. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Sonny and Jazzy of Loudmouth TV is taking off with a brand new show, Off the Market, with its first season within the beautiful state of Hawaii, featuring some of the most sought-after areas of beachfront and inner island properties on the island of Maui and Oahu. Tune in to each episode with host Jazzy Jones-Smith as she talks to feature real estate agents as they showcase their open house listings to private homeowner tours where you just might find a house that you may want to take off the market. Hello, I'm Denise Kennedy, owner of Shirley Girl Boutique. My brand is Plus Size Women Fashion, sizes 1X to 3X, specializing in plus size maxis and jumpsuits. I also offer African-inspired pieces, one size fit most. My ideal clients are beautiful plus size and curvy women who looks like me and who has embraced their curves and loves what she wears. My goal as an image consultant is to provide style and fashion to complement those beautiful curves. If you're looking for plus-size maxis, jumpsuits, African pieces, please be so kind to visit my website at ShirleyGirlBoutique.com. Please like and follow me on Facebook and Instagram at ShirleyGirlBoutique, or you can give me a call at 800-294-5497. We open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. You can also browse and shop 24-7 at ShirleyGirlBoutique. Before I leave, I want to say thank you and to let you know that plus size is not a curse, it's an extra dose of loving.
You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Welcome back. Welcome back to Loudmouth Radio Network. You're listening to the Bare Truth, Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers with me, Jazzy Jones Smith. I'm so excited to have Tracy Wilson of the TNT Foundation um, here talking with us today about lost love and really healing conversations about mental, mental illness and wellness for that matter. So, Tracy, we were talking about um, medications and how important it is. What have you seen um, during this journey um, as far as change when it comes down to how physicians, or have you seen it yet? Um, Have you been able to talk to any of the physicians that were a part of your son's treatment about how to change this serious issue, actually, of being misdiagnosed and, and overdiagnosed with, with improper medications. To be honest, um, I haven't seen any, any change in, in the mental health industry here in Georgia. And, and to be brutally honest, the doctors, his, his doctors won't even talk to me at the mental hospital advantage in um, Athens. They, um, they won't even address the situation with me. Um, so wow. it's, it's been an ongoing battle. Um, it, it even so much as the train company, I never got like a formal apology. I never got I, I'm condolence. I'm sorry. Was the company on behalf of the company? I never got any of that um, from CSX uh, train company or anybody from Advanced Mental Health Hospital. I haven't received any. And, you know, we asked questions. You know, we wanted right. medical records. It took it took them two months just to release his medical records to me. I had to go through hoops and, and, and battles just to just to prove that I was his mother. I mean, some of the laws have changed that you got to go through the court to be the... It, it, it was a mess. And so they didn't wow. release his medical to me right away. And um, But no, but I'm, I'm reaching out to some people. Like, I want to reach out to Jennifer Lewis who, who um, mm-hmm. has been And I want to reach out mm-hmm. to Taraji Henson because father was diagnosed. But, you know, I want to talk to some people yes. and, you know, of yes. course, talk to you and just, you know, because it's serious. It's really, really yes. within four days. Like, he was admitted to the on the 8th. They released him on the 12th, and then he died on the 15th. So there was no wow. confidence to be sure that his medicine mm-hmm. was, you know, adjusted. It was the right type of medicine. None of that. And I'm just like, it's a lot right. of medicine to have one person at one time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I, I'm 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 one of those. The mama bear has come out now, you know, and mm-hmm. I want to sit down and have a conversation with some some heavy heavy hitters down here in Georgia first, you know, to start here because it's the home base of the foundation, and just get some answers. You know, I've, I've reached out to some of the um the facilities here, so I'm just waiting on a call back. Waiting on, and okay. it's not. I don't even want to call back. I may just go in their face, you know, ask some questions. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, I'm here. Right. In a very professional way. But you know what? If if we look at our counterparts that are not um, of the African-American culture, don't they do the same? Don't they fight to the tooth, to the death? Don't they rally to the death almost um, for their children or for something that they feel like, listen, we need to acknowledge this. We need to change this. A lot of times in our community, we don't. Or if we do, we get tired of the battle because 
it is a battle when it's something that has not been one way and we have to go in and change it. People are not always easy and receptive to that change, and especially if we're saying you were wrong or you need to be corrected and something needs to be fixed. So, yeah, sometimes you do have to just kind of walk up to the door and go, hi, my name is, and, I'm, you know, I've been calling, I've been emailing, I've been texting, but now I'm here. And so you have to face me. You have to see me because a lot of times, Tracy, the names are forgotten. We have this, this, this thing that has gone worldwide that I say her name, I say his name. And it's important that we say our names and say their names or our just causes have a name because people will make it a thing. It will be, oh, it. It's on the table. What's it on the table? The law is on the table. Well, what is the law? The law has a name because something happened that we needed to change the law or we needed to change the rule. And so the rule comes with a name behind it. So, yeah, you're doing the right thing. You're on the right path, and I'm um, I'm so glad that you've taken the time to heal thyself first and, and just a continual healing process so that you will be strong enough to be able to stand up and, and roar, you know, and be that bear for your children because now you're not only the voice of the children that have gone, but you're the, the voice of the children and the adults, for that matter, that are coming along that need to know that somebody's in the corner to, that needs to know that, you know what, I've gone through that as well. And because I've gone through that as well, I'm here to support you. But I'm also glad that you're saying something that I didn't have the strength to say. So clapping for you, clapping for you continually. So where, where would you like us to help you? How would you like the community um, and this radio network, for that matter, how would you like us to be in your corner, because a lot of times when you say, I need help, sometimes we're not specific in how that help comes. So what would you like community, friends, network, and, and all of the people you're reaching out, what what would you like us to do? Oh, <laughs> that's a big <laughs> one, right? It's a big question. <laughs> well, first and foremost, um, we, having discussions like this, um, the importance of knowing, and like you said, putting a name to it, you know, it was mm-hmm. real hard for me to say verbally, my client was diagnosed with bipolar disease mm-hmm. because of the myth that that's not a black, that's not a black thing. That's, you know what I'm saying? That Because yeah. of that myth, it was very mm-hmm. difficult for me to say that. And mm-hmm. in order for me to live in my truth, I have to be brutally honest with what's going on. Because how can mm-hmm. I heal someone else if I'm actually telling the absolute truth about what really happened with my son? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah. um, your question, I'm still, you know, things like this, having old round table discussions um, mm-hmm. face-to-face. I'm actually stepping out on face and doing a five-part live series starting next Saturday on the five stages of life. You know, starting with the nine. You know, going right. through, because a lot of people are in those things and they don't want to talk about it. And some, mm-hmm. some some people in our community and, and not not just in our community are going through it alone and they don't have right. to go through it alone. You know? Right. Um mm-hmm. so it was it was given to me as a vision. You need to you need to go live so people can see you. They can see your face. They can see the raw mm-hmm. they can see there's no filters. 
the real, you know, the raw truth about it. So I'm starting mm-hmm. that segment um, on Saturday at 7 um, live on Facebook. Excellent. And hopefully that reaches someone, you know, um, just the message. Because the five stages of grief are real. Denial, yeah. anger, bargaining, yeah. depression, and acceptance. And like I told yeah. you in the beginning, I was just at the place of acceptance. You know, mm-hmm. just, just getting there. Like, I made it. <laughs> you know, I made it. And then I got to start all that over again. And this time, it's it's twice it's twice the the the, the sadness because not only do I have to because I don't get a break. Terrell was born in February. Taquan passed away in April. Taquan was born in June. Terrell passed away in September. So I don't really get a break from grieving. You know what I mean? So I have to find little glimpses of hope. And one thing about my children that I know without a shadow of a doubt that mm-hmm. they would want me to be happy. They would want right. me to live. Yes. Yes. Not that. Um, yeah. And I'm still thinking on the question, but I'm saying we could do roundtable discussions. We can, mm-hmm. we can, um, the, the thing that I'm really working on is actually getting the bill passed here in Georgia, and it's going to be called Taekwondo's Law. And that's basically when when a child or a, so a young adult is injured in the hospital, that they get a mandatory stay for at least seven days. So that this, yeah, this, medication, yeah. this medication can work in their system. That the parents mm-hmm. feel comfortable enough that their children are okay to have them released from the hospital. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes complete okay. sense. It makes complete okay, sense. So, yeah. Now, we do have some people on air um, right now. I just want to let you know that I, we appreciate you listening. If it is something that you want to add to the conversation respectfully, understand respectfully, Um because we have had some people on on air that were not so respectful. But respectfully, if you would like to be a part of the conversation, please hit your number one on your dial. Um, We do have some people online. If you have a question or comment, you are able to type that in, and we can present it to our guests, um, and hopefully we can answer it in the best way possible. I do want to disclose that we are not doctors. We are people who have experienced a lot. Um, We've gone through a lot individually as a radio network and individually as parents. So we're not doctors, but we are able to speak our truth in the best way possible. So if it's any at any moment you feel like you need an answer from a doctor, please reach out to your uh, healthcare providers or contact. We will have the um, 1-800-SUICIDE and mental illness. NAMI is one of the people who we do work with. Um, I work with them for many, many years, so we will have some information for you on our social media, but we will also provide that. Uh, in this in this segment. So if you do want to talk, please hit the number one. If you just want to continue to listen, um, hit two or just say where you are in queue. But I do want to give you some statistics, um, just a little bit of information about the reluctance and the inability to access mental health care services. So approximately 30% of African-American adults with mental illness receive treatment each year, 30% out of 100, compared to the U.S. average of 43%. Um, and the reason why is some of the things that we talked about, but here are a few others, distrust and misdiagnosis, not wanting to believe that I have bipolar disorder or your son has bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, or anything with depression, 
Historically, African Americans have been and continue to be negatively affected by prejudice and discrimination in the healthcare system. Misdiagnosis, inadequate treatment, and the lack of cultural competence by health professionals cause distrust and prevent many of us from seeking or staying in treatment. And then we also have the socioeconomic factors that play a part, which can make treatment options less available. If we can't afford the medication or the proper medication, then we can't take it. If we cannot afford holistic treatment, you know, um, it's been a big, big um, evidence that has been shown in mental health care that cannabinoids, the CBD oils, have helped people with mental illness. But how, how have we fought long and hard for it to become legal um, in every state? And so now we have hemp oils becoming legal, but then there are times when we need higher doses of THC that has not yet been federally approved all over. So holistically, can we afford to take care of ourselves with proper diet and health? Um, if you go into the grocery stores now, if you look on the majority of the side of the grocery store that we in the African-American community and brown-skinned people can afford, is all sugar, sugar, and more sugar. So it's not proper um, diet that we have. So it's so many things that can cause us not to be our best and whole selves even mentally. So it's, it's a lot of things here, and I'll provide this information for you that keep us from being able to be treated in our communities, but the lack of trust with the healthcare provider and then the spiritual side of our conversation is, like I said before, let's just pray about it. So, no, we're not going to believe things um, when we've been taught our entire life that those things are wrong and those things don't happen to us. We're not going to accept a diagnosis. I didn't accept my diagnosis. Are you kidding me? I'm over the Women's Empowerment Ministry. I'm doing outreach. I'm doing all these things. What do you mean I have a mental illness? Are you insane? This is crazy. I'm just tired. I'm just this. But when you find yourself crying and crouching down at a um, register with the register door wide open because you can't even get up and speak to somebody that you just smiled at like three seconds ago and all of a sudden you couldn't take the rest of <laughs> the things that are going on in your head and your mind because you're just too depressed, you're just overwhelmed. That's not just being tired. That's a that's a problem. That's a mental problem. And guess what? It's okay. And just as if I was watching somebody seconds ago and all of a sudden I went immediately blind, nobody would have a problem with that. They would say, Oh my God, we don't know what happened, but she just went blind. She was so she's so sweet. It wouldn't be a problem. But because when we when we say mental illness now all of a sudden it's a problem. Now all of a sudden it's taboo. Now all of a sudden we shouldn't have that. So we have to, as Jennifer Lewis says, we have to have this as a situation where it's just as common as talking about any other illness because that's the only way that we're going to be healed. So, you know, you're doing the right thing by, one, starting uh, the conversation of understanding, two, putting it out there for other people to say, hey, if you're not afraid to talk about it, I'm not afraid to talk about it. And not being afraid to talk about it is facing it and rising versus facing it and running. Because the longer we run away from it, the longer we will be in the position where we're not adequately taken care of. You know? 
Do you want to say something, producer? Wait a minute, producer. Don't try to come on and sound like this, y'all. We all hear this. It's really going to be her. Can you hear her? Hold on. Producer's trying to speak. Hold on. Go ahead, Tracy. Go ahead. Hey, son. Hey, sweetie. I got something for you. Hi. No, you're saying something. Go ahead and try. I told y'all she won't go. She won't go stay silent. I told you. I told y'all she was not gonna be able to be on this thing listening and not speak. Go ahead and try. Everybody's waiting, anticipating. Okay, Tracy, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. I just felt this on my heart to share this with you. I'm listening and breaking the switch. <laughs> uh, and I want to I read this to you, okay? Okay. Okay. And she put in some mood music to try to fill in the cracks of her, her raspy voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I wish I was videoing this so everybody could watch this drama. Nobody's even going to hear you with all of that song music in the back, honey. Okay. I'll turn it down. I can video you and I can read it and you can do a whole dance in ballet. Okay. This is for you, Tracy. Okay. Everywhere I'm turning. And then Jazz will be a drop in the phone. <laughs> Everywhere I'm turning, nothing seems complete. I stand up and I'm searching for the better part of me. I hang my head from some little state of humanity. I wear it on my shoulders, gotta find the strength in me. I am a superwoman, yes I am. Yes she is. Even when I'm a man, I still put on the with an ass on my chest. Oh yes, I'm a superwoman. For all the mothers, I ain't trying to get others fighting for better days to come. And all my women, all my women sitting here trying to come home before the sun. And all my sisters coming together. Say yes, I will. Yes, you can. Because you, Tracy, are a superwoman. Oh, That's all three. That's all three. Now, I was good. Here go the tears. <laughs> Man. She had to oh do it. God, she had to do That was That's so beautiful, Sonny. But you are a superwoman, Tracy. God has given you supernatural strength. That so many of us would never have had, and only you. And it, and and it's not. We're not even talking about fairness. We. This is not about what's fair. But only you could have handled this. Only you could have handled this, and that's why you are handling this. So it's such a beautiful, absolutely incredible space for you to be in, because you can handle this for all of us that need change in these areas, you can do this. I love it. Sonny, you got me in tears over here. Oh, my God. I know, right? I know. She's going to have to. I love you more. You're going to have to, like, send that to me or put it on my page or something. Oh, my God. That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was well, good. Those are, uh, beautiful, really. 
So we're excited about that for you. Tracy, you know, we're so excited um, about all the good things that are happening in your life. We're definitely going to follow you. We're definitely going to plug you and support you 100% in anything that you do because everything you do is phenomenal. It's just phenomenal. So we're we're sending hugs all the way from California now. We're back in Georgia, which will be very soon. Uh, Oh, Tracy, let me ask you a question. I know that we had the um, magnificent CPR class that, from Words to Action, our outreach ministry (laughs) was able to be a part of a couple of years ago. So I do know that you still are a part of pushing heart health. So I don't want to leave before we make sure that, you know, if if it's anything that you're doing with that, to um, plug that before we get off. Yes, I am still a CPR instructor. <laughs> so when you guys come back to Georgia, you can have your class again. Um, I am I'm teamed up with Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, and okay. um, if you go to my organization, the TNC Wilson Foundation, the CPR classes are actually free. So now that you put that out there, I have to set up a class. <laughs> yes, and we'll girl. I'm gonna be right there with the mannequin again. Come on. The baby later. But um if they if they go through the foundation because the CPR class is not free, but if they go right. through my through the organization, um, I offer it for free. So okay. um, now that you put the there, I will definitely put a class together. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm due to call the um the, the president tomorrow anyway. So we'll be putting that together shortly so that we can okay. open up open up that you are training to the public, and I will put and that they can the find, they can find that on the Facebook page, right? Yeah, CNC Wilson Foundation. Okay, perfect, perfect. Well, I always like to plug things that you're doing because, you know, when we have this shot, when we get off radio, we're like, dang, I should have said this, I should have said that. So I wanted to make sure that um, people can follow the things that you do. Once again, everybody, please follow her on the Facebook page while the website is being revamped with the new name change logo and all of those kind of things from Terrell Wilson Foundation to the TNT uh, Wilson Foundation, right, Um, on Facebook. And then that way you can go ahead and um, buy the book, pre-order. You can sign up for the CPR class. You can follow her for the grief um, for the work coughing. And he's coughing, so she needs to, like, run out of the studio. <laughs> I'm so sorry for her. But nevertheless, you, you'll be able to um, follow her on the live feed for the five stages of grief and just get in touch with her on any of the things. That if you want her to be able to come and talk about um, her experiences with her son, um, she is available for paid speaking engagements. Um, and she's able to travel all over the world because that's what she does. She wants to reach out and make sure that this information is given to everybody. So she, you'll be able to get all of that information. Tracy, we love you, Mama. I love you, too. Thank no you so much. <laughs> Look, she's in bed. She's, she's run out uh, while she's coughing and hacking. Um, and this is all from allergies, so I, I don't want anybody calling me saying, oh, my God, what does she have? And this, this is from allergies. These trees and all of this dust in California is is, is something. When you see the uh, old westerns and all of the stuff flowing and uh, blowing all over the, uh, the place, it's true in the part of California we're in. So that's it's allergies. We don't have the corona over here. 
unless it's a beer. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so, anyway, love you too, baby. Take care. Take care. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Thank you, everybody, for being a part of this listening experience on Loudmouth Radio Network. We really do appreciate you for taking out just a small time of the day to hear the topics that we bring to you. Hopefully, you are doing exactly what our mission statement says, and that's we're here to empower, inspire, and to entertain. Um, and definitely, Tracy Wilson and, and TNT. Wilson Foundation is an inspiration and empowers us all to, you know, love our families a little bit more and be involved in their lives in ways that might not always be comfortable but always unnecessary. And then definitely to inspire the community to change in areas of ways that need to be changed. You know, everything is not right just because it was invented one way. Some things do need to be changed when they are not working. And so hopefully this conversation today has impacted you to make a change for mental health. Stand up, rally. That this conversation is a normal conversation. It's a conversation that needs to be had in every home. How are you feeling today is not always about how is your body feeling, but how is your mind? How is your heart? You know, how are you doing? And if you are not doing well, be brave enough to say, I am not doing well and I need help. Because a lot of times we do. And we're afraid to reach out to get that help because of how people prejudge us when we do. So it's okay. If you're having some issues, please, please, please turn to people um, that you feel like will um, support you in the decision to get the help that you need from maybe a medical care profession or a therapist or just wherever you find yourself in need of. And if you cannot or you don't feel like you can get the help, we're going to give you um, the 1-800 number for the hotline for mental illness. Um, It's important. It's important to have people who will listen to you, even if those people are not right in your circle. So I know Producer Sunny is getting that number for us now. Um, for NAMI, um, for Suicide Hotline, because it's important that we have that for you. And we will post those as well, like I said earlier, on our Facebook pages and on our social media. We will also have that on Loudmouth Radio. Our organization for Worse Action Outreach Ministries also works with people with mental illness, um, with mental challenges, because it's always um, important for us to be able to support the people in the community. So if you are in a position of feeling despondent, depressed, and you are not feeling like you want to stay with us, stay with us. Trust me. I've been there. I know and I understand. That number for you to have support, if you can't find support right in your um, your own circle, is 1-800-273-8255. And maybe you are not actually going to act out on it, But maybe you're feeling like it, and they're able to walk you through it, talk you through it, and get you to the place that you need. 
Don't be afraid to go in the hospital. Now, I know all hospitals are not created equal. But sometimes, if that's the step we have to take, that's the step we have to take. When you're getting medications, ask all of the questions that you possibly can. What is this medication going to do? Is this medication able to be mixed with another medication? I'm already taking this or, you know, I'm on blood pressure medication or, or whatever it is. Make sure that those healthcare professions are working for you individually and not collectively because everybody that takes one thing doesn't mean that I can take it. So as much as you can in the state that you are, work for you, love you, care for you, and make sure that you are the best you can be in that moment. And it gets better. You know, when we when we have a burn, that burn is painful. Or when we take a fall, that pain, that fall is painful. And until we get to a place of strength, um, you know, it takes a minute to heal, but we heal. And so it's the same with mental illness. Sometimes we're in a place that we can't handle anything. And so we need things to help us to handle. So as you get stronger, you may not need as much medication. You might not need that medication or you may change along the way, but stay with it, stick with it. Everything is going to be okay. And for the parents and for the family and supporters, get your own therapy. Is it a different type of therapy? person who's sick or ill, they don't go through this by themselves. You go through it with them. And so whatever you need to do to become the best you for yourself and for your family member, do that. I encourage you to do that. I'm loving you. I'm hugging you. And knowing that everything's going to be okay. We appreciate you again for listening to Love Mouth Radio. Again, if you would like to be a part of this platform, 706-363-3895 for any commercial or and or business representation, we'd be glad to talk to you. And we will see you on the next show. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Yeah.